All right. Three, two, one. Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble in the Little Podcast. I am Joe Doves. And I'm Andy. And we are in episode 15. Uh, we are doing this on a time slot that we haven't done in a long time in our podcast career. Uh, 11 a.m. And good old-fashioned morning show. Good old-fashioned with the coffee. I mean, yep, me, I'm, I'm holding mine right now. Same here. Gonna take a sip right now. That's a good cup of joe. <laughs> uh, so let's get into our episode because we have uh, a little things to talk about. Uh, what games have we played? Uh, our movie of the week is Other Life on Netflix. Uh, got a couple of news story here. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll get through the show and you can enjoy your day. So get strapped in and get ready for Big Trouble in a Little Podcast where only dreams can kill a dream. Andy, what the hell have you been playing, watching, whatever this week? This week was a little bit hectic for me. I didn't have as much free time as I wanted. I had to do a bunch of hullabaloo for work and a bunch of other stuff but i played some more mario odyssey because how can you not mm-hmm. and i and i started super mario rpg i have i have it on cartridge and i try and i played it for like an evening it's like yeah this game's fun i'm gonna play it and then i tried to play it the next night and the save battery in my cartridge is dead oh, so i man. lost all my progress and i was like well I, at least i can replace it i guess but i can't find I had like a bit that would open SNES cartridges, and I can't find it anywhere, so I just ordered a screwdriver because that bit sucks. Man, that sucks. Yeah, so I'm I'm trying to play Super Mario RPG. It's not working yet. I considered uh, you can buy it digitally on the Wii U, and my Wii U is still on the shelf, but it's not plugged in. Like I unplugged the HDMI cable and gave it to the the PS TV. And I think the power's unplugged too. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of a shame because it's one of the games that is on the uh, SNES Mini, and that's part of why I wanted it. But I haven't found one yet, so oh well. Yeah, I've been playing Mario Odyssey. Uh, like I said, I'm taking taking it all in slowly, even though I know you can go back and get all the moons and stuff. Totally. But I, I'm just enjoying like there is so much shit you could do. I. I didn't even notice the the there's like stairs and if you pound your body on the top of the stairs it like makes the other side go up. So I was doing this one level, uh, you know like the, the ones with the caterpillars that you could be if you throw your hat on it. The like hidden islands. Yeah, yeah. And you know when the bird, the vulture takes uh, your hat and you have to go yeah. save him. That that's the yeah that's the level I'm on. And. Like I'm, I'm jumping on these stairs. Well, like I go up the stairs, and I'm like, "Wow, that's a weird jump." I have to like angle it to get onto the ledge, and I'm like, "Man, this is difficult." <laughs> and then I finally get up to the vulture, and I'm like, "Every time I go near it, it's like it flies away," and I'm just like, "This is kind of dumb. I can't, I, I can't get close to him, so I can't go underneath him and try to like hit him with my fist or anything." So I spent a good like twenty five minutes just running around, throwing my hat like on those uh, those bugs that take it catches your hat and charges at you. So I'm like, how do I kill that? Because it has a needle on top of it, so I can't jump on it. I'm like, there's so much shit in there, and then uh, I also tried to get all the moon uh, 
What's the ones that are... They look like coins that are made out of moon. Like, you have to collect five of them, and then you get the actual moon. Do you know? I, I just call them moon tokens. I don't know if that's the official name, but I think that's my mind canon for what those are. Yeah, so, like, I tried to go on the uh, little islands in the purple goo that is on that island, or that planet, I should say. And I kept on dying, and I'm like, I was getting frustrated. Like, I took it out of dock mode to go play it, play it in bed because I was so frustrated looking at my TV. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then I found out when out of nowhere, I just pounded on the stairs, and I'm like, oh, that makes it much easier. <laughs> the stairs have on top of each of the, the the two sides of the stairs. It has that weird like impact point. I think that's supposed to be your visual cue for, oh, you can smash your butt on this. Yeah. I think. I don't know. That's, that's how I figured it out. I just love how all the moons are, like, in, like, out of ordinary places. Like, places yeah. you wouldn't even, like, look and be like, oh, there's a moon. A question, since you're playing it after you beat the single player, what happens when you collect all the moons? Do you know? Um, I started to look it up the other day, and the YouTube video I found, it, one of my pet peeves, the guy, like, talked fucking forever, and wouldn't just get to the point, and I got bored and stopped watching, but as far as I can tell, it unlocks, like, you fight the final boss again, but it's harder now, mm, and good. there's a couple other minor changes in the Mushroom Kingdom, and then I got bored. <laughs> I thought you would get like a. I like that you get another boss scene and stuff, and maybe you get another, uh, another good ending. You know what I mean? Like the true ending. Yeah, I wonder that too because uh, you'll see the ending. Like there's a satisfying ending, but it does keep going in a weird way. I, I'm I'm sure there's people out there who know what happens and like, no, you guys are stupid. But I don't. It seems like there could be more, and that's that's part of what keeps driving me. Hmm. Yeah. So, can't wait to finish that. By the way, like I, I'm considering Switch to be one of my favorite consoles so far of all time. <laughs> I don't know if, if that's on on your top ten at least. Or oh, it's in my top ten, no problem. Like after after I I went on this trip and I was stuck in airports and on airplanes for a while, having the Switch with me was was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It just added, they're doing, like, we say this all the time, but they're doing good things with the system. I, I hope it, it sticks. I hope it stays. After um after Christmas comes and goes, I really don't know what they have lined up. And that's, I mean, it's not worrying. I'm sure, I'm sure I mean, we got Metroid Prime 4 out there somewhere. And there's a, a Kirby and a Yoshi somewhere. Mm-hmm. But after now that Mario Odyssey's out, I don't know what the next Switch game is that I'm jonesing for. So I wonder what's going to happen. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the third parties are going to come out because once they see Doom, L.A. Noir, and Wolfenstein 2, they're going to be like, oh, and Skyrim that uh, just came out. Yeah, uh, they're going to be like, oh, man, it, it actually works on this handheld. I mean, it's not going to be your smooth 60 frames per second, your 4K that uh, PlayStation and Xbox are doing. But, I mean, a game that kind of looks good and runs at 30 frames per second and, and you can take it on the go, like... That does it for me, yeah. We, we've we've been dreaming I, this for a long time. Yeah. I guess, uh, I don't know when Shin Megami Tensei 4, 5, but the, the, next, the next one's going to be exclusive to the Switch. Maybe that's the next game I'm excited for. I don't know when it comes out, though. Next year, I think. Yeah. 
I think we're going to see, like, I think we're going to get a Nintendo Direct uh, after Christmas, like in January, where they're going to be like, oh, uh, you guys were wondering what's going on with Metroid? Well, here's a trailer. I mean, you won't get a release date, I don't think. Or maybe they'll save that for E3, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I can't wait. Anyway, uh, back to, like, what we're playing. Uh, remember when I, <laughs> when I messaged you and I was like, Oh yeah, Second Life is still going. Uh, yeah, like I knew it was out there. It's just I hadn't thought about it in so long. Yeah, so I don't know what got me into Second Life or even brought that up. Oh, it was like a news article where it's like, oh, there's five hundred thousand people still playing this game. I'm like, what's going on in there? So I decided to uh, download Second Life and create a character and uh, just explore. Um. They added a lot of shit since the last time I played. And the last time I played is when Second Life got announced and was in beta. Uh, there's a lot of advertising in there still. So uh, expect to be advertising. Uh, have you ever played PlayStation Home? Uh, I screwed around in it like once at mm. a friend's house. And I was like, yeah, I get it. And that was kind of it. Imagine that with just more shit to do. There's like a role-playing world that you can go to so you can role-play anything you want. Uh, There is a gaming section so so all your gamers can go there. And uh, I believe they have like arcade games that you can play there, which is pretty cool. It seems like it's trying to be that stuff from uh, uh, Ready Player One. That's what it always makes me think about, even Mm -hmm. though I think it predates ready player one but yeah they're using i played it briefly like a long time ago and it was still kind of new but my computer didn't really handle it that well and i remember there being lots of cool stuff to look at but i never found anything worth doing yeah it's just your average like you know just go in this world and live your you know no pun intended kind of your second life and just do shit i mean there are people, I guess, that are males that dress up as females in the game so that they can fulfill their fantasy in a way. Uh, one world that's in there, there's an adult world where you could have sex and stuff, which is no, weird. <laughs> but it is weird. Yeah, I I watched a video where this guy was trolling like uh, dudes. Like, they would go back to their place or their home or whatever, and they would have sex. And in the middle of it, he'd be like, yo, I'm a dude. And some of them would leave and some of them wouldn't care because it's an avatar. That's all they're they're looking at and stuff. But in the adult world, there's like a a resort, uh, like a nude resort. Uh, There's a, uh, a, a club that you can dance. Uh, there's a strip joint and there's like a hotel area. That's the only parts I saw in there. I like to assume there are people who are just now tuning in for Big Trouble and Little Podcasts and they're hearing just what you've said in the last minute or so. Mm-hmm. And they assume that you're describing where you went on vacation or like, you know, <laughs> where you were last night or something like that. Nay, nay. We are talking about Second Life. Speaking of Second Life, like, the movie that we're going to talk about is kind of like that in a way. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, so I really didn't play any other games. Uh, maybe PUBG, 
But I'm tired tired of saying I'm playing PUBG every week. That should be <laughs> that should be a known fact that it's every assumed. yeah that every week I'm playing PUBG. So I'm get that chicken dinner. Yep, chicken chicken dinner. Uh oh, some news about PUBG by the way. Apparently, when it goes live on Xbox, that's when it's going to get out of early access. So hmm. might be getting vaulting. Oh wait, I actually can talk about PUBG. Uh, with something new. So I went on their test server because they did, uh, they had a 48 hour testing on vaulting in the game. Now, vaulting is when you go up to a, like, obstacle and you could press jump and you're, it animates the guy jumping over the fence rather than trying to, like, skillfully jump your body over this wall in a way. And sometimes you get, like, hooked on an invisible wall. But anyway. The vaulting is really, really smooth. And they had some new things, by the way. There's new, um, like, when you go into water, water sounds different. When you go into vehicles, they sound more realistic. Instead of, like, the buggy where it's like, like, it actually sounds like. Yeah, I remember that. It actually sounds like a buggy. Like, you're in a a go-kart, in a way. And the car sounds different. It has that, like kick like like it feels good and then uh the guns they they put a little more detail in the graphics um the scope like the eight time scope you could uh scroll your mouse uh, wheel and it actually you zoom in even further like the scope like in, in the actual game when you have an 8x scope it just automatically zoomed in to the eight times so that's new to me. Hmm. So get ready for that. I think vaulting we're going to see probably in December, maybe January. And we're getting more viewers in the chat, I see. So welcome to uh, episode 15 of Big Trouble Little Podcast out there, viewers. Uh, we're going to go into our movie of the week right now. So let me uh, get that up here. Movie of the week. Movie of the week. So our movie of the week is Other Life. Uh, quips, quick synopsis. Uh, it's pretty much what we talked about it was Second Life, where they're trying to create this like simulation in your head. And in the beginning of the movie, uh, Ren, who is the main character, she's talking to this board about like this software that they're working on and how the software works is that it's an eyedrop and uh, there's a debate that it's kind of like a drug that's going into your eye and your brain because you only use 10% of your brain and you're shooting off like million, billions and billions of, uh, was it neurons? That um, Brain stuff. Yeah. Your brain, your brain is basically a computer and they say that it can be like, your neurons are constantly firing. They're just, telling them a story i think is what they say at some point yeah so what this other life uh they're creating code that they input into your brain so like if you want to snowboard or if you want to like swim um in the movie like the other partner of ren is trying to make a deal with like prisons and stuff so that they could uh within a minute they could serve up to whatever time uh, without using the actual cells. So, like, 
I think the line they use is like they could have a kid who just got a uh, got a crime in the lobby of the courtroom served their time without even putting them through the process of prison. So it's all in your head kind of thing. I thought this film was pretty surprising. I don't know about you, Andy. How would you feel about it? Yeah, surprising is a good word for it. It was um it wasn't really what I Of course I went into it not really knowing what to expect, but um the thing that I remember about it is it's really well shot. There's a lot of really well composed scenes. Scenes have really good blocking, cool mm. lighting. Um Yeah. They always make like these coders like I don't know, they have that punk feel to it a little bit. Yeah, that, the one thing that was distracting is they're all working at like this. I mean, I understand that there are like chemists and, and biological stuff involved, but they're all basically working at a tech startup and they're all really pretty people. It's like, no, nah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And always like the uh, these companies or these coders and chemists and stuff, like they're always in like this underground area kind of thing or like a, an office building that has like brick walls on the the inside of the wall. It's yeah, they're, they're in a basement or some shit. Yeah. And uh, this film is based in uh, Britain. So I think it's Britain. Because they all talk with that, oh, governor kind of voices. Not like that because that was a bad impression. But whatever. Um, what What is your de- side of the spectrum on this? Did you think it was a drug or or do you think it was like code? Like how she kept on saying it in the movie. Um, I think they had every right to be reviewing it along the lines of pharmaceuticals, at least. I mean, uh, if something like that existed, and they bring this up in the movie several times, there would be several like ethical ramifications. And yeah, I, I think, I think, yeah, I, it's pretty close to a drug. If it's not the the legal textbook definition of a drug, you could still call it that, and I feel like you'd get away with it. Maybe this is what Huey Lewis was talking about in that song. You know, the Ghostbusters theme. <laughs> uh that, that actually made me fucking laugh. <laughs> um I think it didn't really show in the movie that much, but the the one scene where uh Ren's boyfriend uh first experienced the the drop in his eye and he's like, Can I have another one? I don't know if that was like he was getting addicted to it, like or he was just being like, This is surreal. I want to do it again. Uh, I feel like people can get addicted to this stuff because uh, it's their fantasy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if people if people can get addicted to like MMOs, then they would definitely get addicted to this. Yeah, and uh, Sam, who's the partner of Ren of Other Life, uh, his main thing was trying to get to that point where he wanted to be interactive, where they could have this world like in Second Life where you could talk to another person and stuff. And Ren was against that. And I don't know why she was against it. Maybe because the code was really hard to do. Um, but she was really against the having this interactive thing. I think the the main focus was trying to... Oh, I forgot the main part to talk about in the synopsis. In the beginning, uh, you see her and her brother by the ocean. And uh, something happens to the brother. I think he hits a rock and he drowns. And he's in a coma. And... Without getting to, into some spoiler territory, I think the main reason why she was doing this code was to 
to bring him back. And she didn't really care about the company in a way because she was just, I guess, using the resources to get that code for him. Yeah. It was like the whole thing was her father's idea and she was trying to take it to the next logical step. But in order to do that, she needed like resources and stuff. So this company was founded. Mm hmm. I kind I kind of felt bad for the people in that room, even though like Sam was a dick uh, in the movie. But it's like we all came together to create this project. We all have a goal to finish it, and I get where she was coming from. But at the same time, I'm like, you're kind of just bailing on all these people. Yeah, I think she made the right decision. I mean. I, I guess let's go ahead and get in spoilers because this is definitely one of them. But I think she makes the right decision at the end of the movie. But when she comes back to because they're like, oh, I got to show you this or whatever. And all those people are there like packing their shit up. I'm surprised that they weren't more like vitriolic to her or something because, you know, they'd put all this time and effort and they had all these shares in this company and it was going to come to nothing. Yeah, especially when uh, she kind of in a way killed Danny and uh when when they're walking through the office, I thought you would see like people get pissed off in a way. I guess they were still her friends and and stuff like that. But I mean, and again, she's completely justified in doing it because we, as the audience, see what she goes through, and then you're like, oh shit, this is, they shouldn't do this at all. But yeah. they don't know that. Uh, the part that I just said about Danny dying is after they have sex. Uh, Danny, well, Ren shows Danny other life, and he's putting this in his eyeballs and stuff, and he likes it, and she was, like, I forgot what she was doing. She was, like, staring off into space, I think, looking at her phone. She's, like, looking at her laptop or something. Yeah, and he's, like, do you mind if I try another one? And he picks up this vial, uh, which has, like, a weird, it has, like, a version 3.0 or something like that. I guess it's the code of the stuff that she's working on her brother with. Yeah. And he puts that in his eye and he has a seizure and pretty much dies in the bed. And what happens is she she's in the interrogation room uh, with her lawyer. And the lawyer is like, well, how am I going to defend you? This is you're pretty much fucked. And Sam's like, I have an idea. Be right back. He goes talk to a warden of a prison who wants to buy this uh, uh, other life drug, pretty much, so he could use it on prisoners. And they came up with a deal to pretty much say, uh, you do one year in your head, which will cost you a minute of your life. And here comes one of the big twists. So she's doing this uh, year sentence, and it's pretty much she's in a room, and there's a countdown of uh, of uh until you reach 365 which is one year and um the the coder byron he's like you're gonna have food water everything hygiene is gonna be good because you're gonna be well stocked so the twist in here is in this part of the movie is that she breaks out and she's like you can't do this because it's code you're only it's coded for just this room so how is there an outside world so when she escapes, uh, it's, you know, the room that she entered to go into the um, 
when he puts the drops in because it's kind of like a cloth kind of thing. It looks like a science experiment room. And she she breaks out and there's nothing. She's like in the middle of nowhere. And you're like, what's happening here? Is this is this real or is this fake? And then all of a sudden you see Sam running after her. Was that Sam running after her in that area? I couldn't decide. I couldn't decide if it was just some random guy or what. Yeah. So it shows like there was a stock room of all this water and tuna that she's been eating for a year. And a security guard. So you're like... Holy shit, did he just pretty much drug her and put in this put her in this room so that he could take over the company? And throughout this movie, like you're starting to believe that maybe, you know, she did get drugged and stuff and Sam was being a dick and taking the company. And uh, you know, she finds out that Danny's still alive. Uh that was one twist <laughs> kind of. I was like, "Holy shit." Maybe he's not dead because in in the interrogation room he was she was like, "Well, is Danny dead?" And they never answered. And I was like, "Oh, maybe he's still alive, and this is his way of trying to take take away the company." But anyway, they're plotting to see how they're gonna bring down Sam, pretty much. And forgot how. Oh, because she. Takes the the drug, and she's like, "I figured out the code. I'm gonna go save my brother's life." And then she puts the the drug in her brother, and then he dies. And I'm like, "Holy shit! The fuck is going on here?" And then there's a part where Sam goes into the 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 hospital, and she starts. Remember that glitch that she had in the snowboarding area? I think so. Yeah. Where she's like, "This is just a code. This is just a code," and then she snaps out of it. And she's back in the real world. So that that was the twist. So, like, what did you think of that twist, Andy? Uh, that was pretty cool, I guess. It, it seemed... I was glad it did it because there were a whole lot of, like, ridiculous inconsistencies up till that point in the movie. Like, character motivations changed. Maybe mm. subtly, but, I mean, I noticed it. And the thing that kept bugging me is when she's in the prison, she's like reading and writing stuff down and and thinking about stuff and and all i could think about is they they stressed the point that when you use these things you're not really making the choices it's just showing you something that happens so that would mean that it would have to be 365 days in a cell that they program it's just she's just in there and maybe she does some push-ups and eats some tuna but she's she's like making decisions and doing all this different stuff and I was like, well, that's wildly different from what they were showing. And, of course, it turns out that, I don't know, something about it's messed up and she was able to, like, make a decision or something. But it still doesn't make any sense because she designed all this stuff. She should know better than, oh, I can't make decisions in here. It's just showing me something that happens. Unless they were... And, and then, like, the, the her her partner, like, he becomes a dick for no reason. And then at the end of the movie, he is again. But he wasn't before that was weird like he suddenly becomes like a criminal i don't know that, that that i didn't like that so much that they needed a bad guy and like ah this guy he's he's he wants money why not well i think the ending ending the true ending by the way um where he, when she gets out of this prison world um she has like she's like i don't want to do this anymore and I, th- I think as a partner, I kind of would be pissed off. Like like how I explained in the beginning. Like, 
we've been working on this forever and you just want to walk away like you're all these people are going to lose their jobs i'm going to lose my job i have nothing to look forward to all because you lived this one year and seeing how prison life sucks and all that stuff so i understand from sam sam's point of view that he was desperate that he was in desperate uh desperation of trying to save this project and make money pretty much but you did also see in her uh coded world in the prison that he is money hungry that he doesn't really care about ethics at all or uh, morals so he'll do anything to get that quick buck so you kind of see that other other side of the spectrum but i understand where he was coming from uh what do you think of the ending of when he was in the prison, by the way? Um, he deserved it at that point. I mean, he just, like, attacked her and all that junk. Yeah, I like that uh, when Byron was yelling at Ren, like, oh, you need to stop it, he's going to die. Like, she waited for 365. Yeah, 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 fuck him. That's what I was thinking. I was like, no, no, fuck that guy. Yeah. Like, no, he has to wait the full time that I fucking wait waited. Now, by the way, like, 365 left, was she there for an extra day? Did they specify that? She was there for a few extra days, I think. Yeah. It had to be at least three, in my opinion. So, she's she's done a little longer. <laughs> All right. So, I want to talk about a couple of the things that I suspected from the movie, and I didn't I didn't see. I, I thought I had the twist figured out early on. I remember I even, like, I, I, I had to pause the movie for something. I think the dog wanted it out. And I, it was just about the time I figured it out. It was, like, 34 minutes in. It's like, I'm calling it. I know what the twist is in this movie. And I was wrong. But I wanted to see what you thought about the twist that I wrote in my head. Is, at the beginning, her and her brother, are they're doing the swimming thing. And he goes into a coma. And then they're talking about in the movie. She's, she's using the stuff on him. And, um... She's having that conversation with her father at like a university or something, mm -hmm. talking about like getting uh, getting the brain restarted or, or giving it something to do. I thought the twist at the end was going to be the fact that she was in a coma and her brother was using their father's research to save her. And that the movie was the experience that the drop that he gave her was. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought was going to happen. I th that was pretty good. Uh, I thought the first twist of like how she was locked in that prison and then escapes, I would have been fine with that world, by the way, because you you already built a villain, which was Sam, who took over the company, who drugged her, and like the whole process of being like, oh, Danny's still alive, and we need to take this down. I thought that was a good route. I I thought that would have been a satisfying ending. Uh, I guess I I didn't like I didn't like that she went to the cops and told them the story, and then she was like, "Oh, just come look at the cell." And of course, the cell's gone, and the cops just like washed their hands of it. Like mm. I, I like in in a certain kind of movie that would make perfect sense, but the the I don't know. I feel like the realism and the tone of that movie was off at that point. And now knowing what I know, that makes perfect sense because it's it's like it's it's her brain and the code doing weird stuff and so that's the logical oh i can't get help from the cops i'll have to do this myself mm -hmm. that makes sense but if if it had stayed in that realm oh i'd hate it i'd be like oh the end of this movie is ridiculous but what they did with it i actually really liked. yeah 
I mean, like I said, I'm satisfied with the other ending too because it was really, really good. Um, <laughs> I kind of like how after in the other world, how other life when it launched and stuff, like it was like this big, big ass building. Like they upgraded from a basement to this their own building, mm-hmm. and Byron became like the head coder and all that stuff. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was hilarious that he was getting choked out and stuff by Danny. While they were stealing back that uh, that external hard drive that she's been working on. What was so special about that external hard drive? Was it because you could make choices? Was that Yeah, that's where she had coded all the stuff that she was using on her brother. Mm-hmm. To, to let your brain decide what it was going to do. That's what made it more like a drug than just an experience. Yeah. And the sad part of the movie is uh, after she gets out of the other world... Um, she finally realizes we have to let go of my brother. We have to unplug him and tells the father we should go to the hospital. And I, I thought that was pretty sad seeing the father cry because I always like throughout the movie, they made him out to be a dick in a way at certain times. Yeah. And I can understand why it's like he needs to go. He needs to, he needs to there's nothing we could do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like they, they portray him at the beginning as like, a, you know, like you just said, like a dick. But as you learn more about the father, the more you're like, oh, no, this guy's in the right. Cause she like stole the patent from him and and uh, won't won't agree with him on what to do about her brother, his son. And like the more that time goes on, the more that I liked him more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. I liked him uh, in the, the simulation where. She was like, you're the one that did the missing uh, person report. And he, like, hugs her. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, he does care about his children and especially uh, his son. So I could totally see him doing the missing report. Well, we assume he does. That happens in her mind, of course. Yeah, I still think he would. I mean, yeah, he clearly does. Yeah. There's there's more than enough evidence in the movie to show that, yeah, he, he does. And like you said, there was amazing shots in this movie. Uh, the main character, I thought, what was it? What was that one movie? Uh, the vampires. God, Underworld. I she kind of looked like. I thought it was her at first. I totally did. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I was like, is that is is it Kate Beckinsale or someone else? Yeah, the the main character is called Jessica Degau G O U W. She was in, I think Arrow. No, she was in. Yeah, she was in Arrow. As Helena Bertinelli, and she was in Dracula, the show. Dracula. Dracula and Underground. It seems like she does a lot of British shows and all that stuff. Makes uh, sense. Uh, I don't know what else to say about this movie. It's just that it's really, it, it was surprisingly good. Like, I thought it was going to be like this typical, oh, uh, uh, you go to this simulation and pretty much how it was going to be like in the sec, the, the first twist. Of like we need to take this corporation down because it they're doing yeah. bad stuff, and then it surprised the fuck out of me. So I recommend you guys to go watch this on Netflix because it's up there. You have any final thoughts? Um, one more thing that didn't really fit into the rest of our conversation that I thought several times in the movie. Doesn't it seem like during the first draft of this movie that the the her the the brother character doesn't it seem like that that was gonna be her husband or lover or boyfriend or whatever 
And then later they were like, I ah, know, but then we can't have two sex scenes in this movie. No, it's her brother, and she's going to have a love interest. Because I definitely got that impression. Because she's like, I don't know, she's, there's, like, when they're sitting on the beach, they're, they're like, you know, kind of, whatever. It seemed like that was changed at some point. Yeah, she was very touchy-feely. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And, um... Uh... I don't know if you noticed this too, and sorry that we're veering off a little bit, but uh, the main the the brother character's face changed like a thousand times. Well, it's because he has facial hair, I think, in one version, and then like in the hospital he doesn't. That was throwing me off too. Like the at, in her simulation when she uses the thing and he's looking at her on the beach after he decides to save his life. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, is that? Is that not the same actor? And it took me a second to realize it was because he looks so drastically different in profile with facial hair. And then they show him in the hospital bed and it's it's straight on shaved face. It, it, it got real confusing. Yeah. And was there like an inception moment, by the way, like after in the I'm a, when I say the other world, that's the one where she's in the prison. But uh, when the brother dies in that world. And then she does a simulation where he stares back at her and he does like this smirk kind of thing. Like he's smiling. That's weird. Like, was she seeing that? I was confused there. Yeah. I was thinking like maybe because then your your twist would have sound legit. Maybe that was one of their planned ideas of having uh, her be in a coma or something. But anyway. When he smirks, like, I felt like that was a sign to her. Be like, you need to let me go. Like, this is like a sign that I'm telling you within uh, your own uh, simulation mind right now. Like, he was given a nod. Maybe that was it, but I don't know. It seemed weird and not out of place, I guess. I guess that was her own brain telling her that there's nothing else you could do. You've done everything. Yeah. All right. But any final thoughts on this movie? I think that's it. I think it was a pretty good movie. Yep. So our next movie next week is going to be The Prestige, a Christopher Nolan film that Andy chose. God damn it. (laughs) Fucking trying to. No, I'll I'll fix that later on <laughs> on our Google Docs. I'm trying to delete it and I can't fucking do computer shit. Anyway, let's move on to some news that matter to us. And let me get the news thing. Wow, I can't click today. I can't computer. Fuck computers. There we go. So our first news of today is EA temporarily removes microtransactions from Star Wars Battlefront 2. There's really a whole lot more to this story, even beyond that. There's the Reddit thing, and just... I mean, that whole... It's, it's, a, it's a shame, because apparently that game's pretty good, but it's been such a shit show as far as loot boxes, microtransactions, uh, the way that the community has handled it. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, a little uh, thing about this is that the Reddit post, a PR guy went on Reddit and said, Hey, um... Yeah, we do have microtransactions, and in order to get Luke and Vader, you have to play about 40 hours to unlock 
one of the people were outraged about is is like it's part of the star wars experience and you have to play a game for like i have several games that i've i've never played for 40 hours and i still feel like i'm done with you know Mm -hmm. so people were outraged about it and he got on there i was like oh well we wanted to do it needs to feel like a reward and we use stuff for, for some reason every time something's fucked up they say well we collected stuff from the beta this is information from the beta so it's like they're trying to say well this is this is you did this this is your idea but yeah they tried to say it was like a reward or something and it swift excuse me I hiccuped swiftly <laughs> became the most downvoted uh comment in reddit history yeah and that's not the only achievement that they uh, achieved on uh, Metacritic. They got the one of the uh, lowest user scores in history with a zero point nine. Now you could now you could say a lot of salty people, you know, did zeros and stuff just because that's how reviews work these days now. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I think EA really deserved this. Um, there's been reports that were that some were getting death dre- uh, death threats, but uh, but we call it uh, this guy named Big Sean six six six. It was on Kotaku that he said he worked at EA, and uh, Kotaku went to go talk to EA, and they're like, "Well, we never heard of this guy before on his Twitter." <laughs> And, and so we don't really know if they're getting death threats, but I I believe with a the internet. I believe be- that they are. There's there's a lot of shitty people on the internet that think, oh, I'll yell at this guy on Twitter. That don't make things different. No, it won't, you idiot. Yeah. So EA being the classy fucking shitty company that they are, why did they do this? Why did they go on Reddit and do this? Like, what were they thinking? Thinking that was going to happen? Were they? Well, think- I mean, it does reflect on the company as a whole. But you have to remember, this was probably one PR guy whose job it is to respond to stuff on Reddit between the hours of 12 and 12 weekdays or something like that. Like, I'm sure he would he they, they told him, oh, no, that's we did stuff with the beta and that's what it is. And he tried to spin it into that and he did a shitty job. But really, I mean, I, I don't know what else he could have said besides, oh, we just wanted money from you. Yeah. And uh which is what it is. We when, all we all, we all understand that's what it is. That's why everyone is so upset about it. Yeah, and uh, right when this game launched, they like cut the uh, the tokens to get like Vader and them down. But it was still like you have to play this game for still like twenty to thirty hours to. Yeah, it it was still like a ridiculous amount. Yeah, and it I still is as far as I know. And this is a message to all gamers out there, all consumers. If you don't like what they're doing, the way to uh, to make them stop doing it is stop giving them money. Yeah, yeah. If you, you can bitch on Twitter and Reddit all you fucking want, that is not going to change a thing. You have to let companies know what you want with your money. If they're doing something you don't like, don't buy the product. That is the only message they're going to receive, guaranteed. So, but I guarantee you that eighty five percent of the people that were uh, downvoted. Uh, on Reddit and gave those user scores are still buying the game, and mm-hmm. it's it's proving nothing. I mean, obviously they have the game, and now they're dissatisfied with the product they already have. Like, there's a little bit of leeway. In, you know, ignorance is is one thing. A lot of them saw new Star Wars game. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna buy that. And they probably don't just follow game news online. That's probably true. But you can still vote with your dollar by not 
not buying any of these microtransactions. Don't buy the, the crystals or the points. Don't do any of that shit. Because mm-hmm. if they see they're not making any money on it, they're going to stop doing it. Yep. And to this story right here, uh, like I said, EA temporarily removes microtransaction from Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, one quote here from a GM of Battlefront 2 developer, Dice. He said, we hear you loud and clear. So we're turning off, turning off all in-game purchases. So it's... But why did it have to get to that point? Like, you... We well, know- at least they acknowledge that there's something very wrong, and they're gonna they're gonna look at it again. I'm sure they're gonna come right back with microtransactions, and they're still gonna have loot boxes, and they're still gonna have um, the in-game currency crystals and the in-game currency credits. Every game does that now, mm-hmm. and it needs to get better. And hopefully, this is this is finally you know one of the steps backwards. Yeah, it's it's, it's improvement, but it's definitely not what we want yet. Man, and another quote here is, we will now spend more time listening, adjusting, balancing, and tuning. This means that the option to purchase crystals in the game is now offline, and all progression will be earned through gameplay. Thank God. That's the way it should be. Uh, The ability to purchase crystals in-game will become available at a later date. Only after we've made changes to the game, we'll share more detail as uh, as we work through this. And it's like, Thank God, but it should be off. <laughs> they they won't do that. They'll just they'll try to find another schemey way to you know get our money. And yeah, it, it'll be that. it's not the developer; it's the publisher EA that is doing yeah, this. Yeah, it's important to remember that most developers don't don't want this shit in their game. They want their game to be super good and super successful. And you put this kind of shit in it; it's a really good way to make sure it is not those things. I want to know how uh, the people that actually do like microtransactions, uh, like the minority uh, <laughs> of gamers, like, are I they? I think most of the people who are defending that stuff defend it, like, selectively. There's a lot of people that like to suck Blizzard's dick all the time, and I think it's just, oh, Blizzard did it? Oh, it's got to be good. They know what they're doing. It's only cosmetic. It's great. It's good for the game. It's good for me. I really like them. No, I don't care if I can't get what I want. I don't care if it takes hours and hours to get what I want. No, no, it's good. It's good. Trust me. I mean, Blizzard did it, but when Activision does it, I hate it. What do you mean they're the same company? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, the cosmetic uh, argument, which uh, I, I kind of like, like Overwatch. I like the uh, cosmetics in that. But that's about it. <laughs> I don't buy. Yeah, loot. I mean, they do look great, but I, I sort of just wish whenever I got a loot crate in Overwatch, it just had whatever a thousand credits in it, and I was using all the credits to get to just buy the stuff that I want. Like I, every time I get credits in a loot crate in Overwatch, I'm like, yes, because that's what I want. I just want to go buy the specific skins I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish they did that too, because. When you get those loot boxes, you get like stupid shit. Sometimes I was like, "Oh, sp- uh, an, uh, an e- emote? Fuck that!" <laughs> I want yeah, e- and it's it's always for characters. I, I was telling my friends I figured out the way to get stuff for a specific character, and they were like, "Oh, what do you mean?" I was like, "Just never play that character, and you'll always get stuff for them." <laughs> it is what it feels like. Yeah. Uh, moving on to another story, and. I keep. I just noticed that I keep on going through uh, shows where I'm clicking. I'm like, I'm looking at other stuff, and it's going on to the uh, feed. My- <laughs> uh, the next story: Marvel Heroes uh, players are demanding refunds for in-game purchases. 
So didn't they shut that game down or something? Yeah, two days ago, uh, there was an article saying that Disney is shutting down um, Marvel Heroes because of license uh, issues with the developer, oh. and and this game came out uh, recently on PlayStation because uh, now it's called Marvel Heroes Omega. Uh, Gazillion is de- the developer who uh, created this game. And it's kind of like uh, Diablo with just superheroes. Yeah. So it was really, really fun. Uh, and a lot of people put a lot of money into it. Uh, I think you spend like $160 and you get all the characters, I believe. Jesus. And then there's a lot of founders. I, like, I saw one person say I bought $400 worth of uh, in-game stuff in this game. And I'm like... Yeah, it's kind of fucked up that Disney would come around and be like, well, you can't do this anymore. And all these people that put time and energy and money into this game are just going to lose it now. Yeah, it sounds like it. And I don't know I mean, what... Are, are they going to be unable to play the game at all? Is it online only or something? Or Yeah, it's online only, so they're not going to be able to play this game ever. Oh, that is super shitty. I didn't know that part. Yeah. So what is your stance? Like, are... Are you thinking because this was a purchase that uh, happened, like, it's kind of like a, re- uh, you know, at retails, when you go over two weeks, you can't return an item or something like yeah. that? Yeah, that would make the most sense to me is do it based it's like, on time. Yeah, it's like this game came out of like four years ago or, or three, maybe. I don't know. I don't know the time frame. Actually, it says it on here, 2013, so even longer. Uh I understand. I think there should be a maybe a little gift that they can give to the people that did put a lot of money in it. I don't think they should get deserved all their money back because when you make I think depending on when you got it, like if you bought it last week, you should get everything back in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Like if you uh, got all the stuff within the month, like when it came out on PlayStation and everything. Like I, they deserve. But people that bought in two thousand thirteen, that that's a really long oh. time. Yeah, they don't get shit. <laughs> yeah, like I, like I said, I think a gift would happen. Maybe if Gazillion comes out with a different game, they would be like, "Hey, since you were a big founder of our uh, Marvel Heroes, maybe we can give you our new game for free." They should. They should do something yeah. like that. That would be a good gesture. Like it, it doesn't feel like something they sh- they should have to do. It feels like something they should decide to do. But that would go a long way. I mean, the game would probably be garbage, but at least they would show, look, we're not just we're not just walking away from this. We're trying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I wish luck for Gazillion because I know that they put a lot of time and energy in this game. And now pretty much Disney coming in with their big corporate cock and just being like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is going to be really hard to, to recover from for them, too. Yeah, because I guarantee Disney's going to be like, all right, we're just going to go to another publisher now and we're going to create uh, another fucking puzzle quest for mobile game <laughs> and be like, oh, here, here's another Marvel game. You just got to get it on fucking mobile, which I don't like mobile gaming at all. The only mobile game that we should have is the Nintendo Switch because <laughs> it's mobile. And I just wanted to bring that up. I'm like, I don't think they deserve refunds. Uh when you make a purchase, you're well. You're making a decision that's going to be a lifetime, and you can't. What is, what is let the buyer beware? Is it caveat import, or is that something else? A what? 
you know, they're Brady Bunch episodes. Oh. <laughs> um, Bringing Brady Bunch fucking terms in here. Yeah, caveat em- emptor. Yeah. The principle that the buyer alone is responsible for checking the quality and sustainability of goods before the purchase is made. Yeah. There's one quote in here. Andrew added that Marvel Heroes server shutting down feels like a slap in the face on several levels. Again, this is Disney. I mean... They should have given them a longer grace period. They should have been like, hey, January 1st, this game's going away. Something like that. Yeah, true. I agree with that. And he said... (laughs) This guy named Andrew said, I barely had it, and it's already leaving. Like I said, like, if you got it early... Like, recently, I think you deserve a refund. Absolutely. But all the way in 2013, nope, nope. You shouldn't. (laughs) But let's move on to some things that are, you know, like, good to save money on, like deals of the week. That's what I'm trying to say. Here we go. So, Andy, what is happening on Humble Bundle? Humble Bundle's always got some pretty sweet deals going on, but... um. This started either yesterday or the day before they have a one-week bundle, which is weird for them. Usually it's two weeks, but uh, the Humble Bundle care package, if I can click into it, Jesus. See? Um, it's yeah. it's one of the ones where they, they have a start amount, and there's no tiers. It's just you get everything or you get nothing. Um, at $30, you get one, two, three, let's see. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 26, 27 games, and several of them are pretty big deals. You get Darkest Dungeon, which is great. It's $25 on its own, so right there you've pretty much got it. Stardew Valley, Minecraft Story Mode, uh, Her Story's on here. You said you liked that game, and that was a big part of the reason I wanted to get it. Mm-hmm. Really good uh, Pony game. Pony Island's on here, which is only like 4 bucks, but I cannot say enough good things about Pony Island. That game kicks ass. Mighty um, number 9. Mighty number nine. Somehow I knew I would own that game one day. And here it is. Uh, Shadowrun Returns. Um, Colot, which is a game I've really been wanting to play. I think I'm going to start it tomorrow. Uh, some other stuff. No time to explain. Psychonauts for some reason. It's an old game, but it's a good one. The park is a Yeah, for 30 bucks you get all these games. Uh, several of them, super great. Super great value. And it supports, specifically, this is, um, they're trying to benefit organizations that uh work work after a natural disaster because this year in the united states there have been an abnormal amount of big disasters that have affected a lot of people so that that's what they're targeting with this bundle so it's it's a pretty good cause but it's it's a fantastic value <clears throat> just uh, like most humble bundles yeah humble bundle now owned by ign yeah that's weird I'm, I'm glad that nothing has drastically changed yet yeah keyword yet yeah i'm looking at other bundles right now there's a james bond what it's the comic book yeah I'm, i if i had an e-reader i would buy that in a heartbeat because that was a really good comic series i got a couple of the single issues that warren ellis wrote i didn't realize that um what's her face uh is it simone some of them were written by warren ellis blah 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 like Maybe did, I'm crazy. Sound like you did the Owen Wilson. Wow. Karen Gilliam. That's that's what I was trying to say. I didn't realize she did it. Not, that's weird. What else we got here? Yeah, Warren Ellis wrote a bunch of them. They're good. Yeah. Little a little little bonus humble there for you. Yeah, Sex and Science bundle, which I guess is another comic bundle. 
Oh, it says it right on there. I'm like, there's games in bundle right here. Simulators. The only... got fucking five bundles going on, man. Mm-hmm. The only game I like here is Cities <laughs> in the simulator one. City Skyline. Yeah, I'm I'm not huge on the Sims game. Where's Simulator. my Where's Age of Empires? I want Age of Empires. <laughs> Age of Empires is where it's at. Yeah. I want the new one. Anyway, PSN uh, PSN store is having a black early Black Friday sale for our PlayStation Plus people, and it has one of the recent games out there that are pretty much half off or forty percent off at least. So called here's one of the kickers, by the way. So you're probably wondering, like, oh, Call of Duty World War Two, right? Like, I'll be able to get it for like forty bucks. No, they only have the deluxe edition on there for ninety dollars, and I'm like, that's lame. <laughs> uh, but if you wanted Destiny Two, you get it for thirty eight ninety nine. Uh, Madden's thirty dollars. NHL's thirty dollars. Fractured oh. Butthole is forty two dollars. Huh? Well, these games are like brand new. Mm hmm. And then Assassin's Creed. Yep, thinking about getting it today. I don't know yet. There's another game. Let me see over here. Uh, Marvel versus Capcom. Down to thirty bucks. Yep. And we called uh, Rainbow Six Siege is twenty bucks. I should pick that up. You really should. Yeah. Uh, like I said, NHL is thirty dollars. Marvel versus Capcom, I believe, is forty two dollars. It says that I have it purchased, but I don't. So there's a glitch in like their online system right now. Which one? Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Infinite. You click into it, maybe it'll let you download it. <laughs> That's a good point. Hold on. <laughs> I, I can't see some of these. Am oh, wait. I in the wrong place? I just Googled it. Early access Black Friday sale. I see most of what you're saying. I don't see Rainbow Six though. Oh no, that's a, it's on the PlayStation area. Uh, it's in the PlayStation Plus. I'm on PlayStation Store. And oh, another free weekend for Overwatch coming up. That's neat. That's worth talking about on a news show. The what? It's, oh, it's going on right now. What is? Uh, an Overwatch free weekend. You can play Overwatch free right now. Oh, yeah, and then there's a, there's a Rainbow Six Siege uh, free weekend, too. There is. You're yeah. right. And they have uh they have a tournament going on right now, and at the end of it, they're announcing a bunch of new nonsense, a bunch of new operators and stuff. Neo is a little on sale. Yeah, so I clicked on the Q thing, by the way, and it says it's downloading. Oh well. Uh, yeah, that's our deal of the week, by the way. So if you want to save some money, go on Humble Bundle because there's like five bundles that you can get for uh, comics and video games. And the pure package is where it's at. And the PlayStation Store has a, a nice sale going on right now on recent games. So get up on Honestly, that. Honestly, a lot of people, I mean, Black Friday is coming up. If you're looking to buy anything, I mean, anything, but also anything game related or anything like that, now's the time to be looking out. I, I mean, I don't know why I'm telling anyone. Everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else to say. I mean, we touched up on everything. There was no coming attraction. I don't know any games that are coming out this week. Do you? Uh, I don't know. You deleted all the coming attractions. No, I didn't. Can't see now. Oh well. I don't think there's anything new because Justice League came out recently. 
I heard that got some okay reviews. Hmm. I was thinking about going to a matinee and taking a flask with me. <laughs> it's probably the best. Probably make the movie more enjoyable. But, but anyway, I think that's going to be the end of episode fifteen. I know Andy has some D and D stuff to do. I do. Um, no projects that I have in mind, so I think I'm just going to end the episode right now. Thanks for listening to episode 15 of Big Trouble Little Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and uh, YouTube and VidMe. And I think I think we're going to end it. Have a good night, everybody, or a good day, or whatever. What have it, have a good one. Have a good one. You stay you stay tasty, everybody. I'm not using that as a as a tagline. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>